I don't drink coffee, sir. I don't drink hot liquids of any kind. That's the devil's temperature. Welcome back to another episode, like the best crossovers episodes of all time. Like when Batman and Robin hung out with Scooby-Doo and the gang. Tony, you're older than me. Why was Bat? Why were Batman and Robin hanging out with Scooby-Doo and the gang? Like, what was so the was a, what was the like what was the premise that allowed those two universes to collide? So there was a a, a crossover universe that Scooby-Doo did. Oh, hello, everybody. By the way, my name's Tony. Well, we'll get there. Tony. We'll get there. I'm sorry. I got super distracted <laughs> but, but right first. off the beginning. But first, <laughs> but first let's go down this rabbit Maggie. trail. <laughs> yeah, so they, they did a, a whole series of little Scooby adventures where they crossed over with a variety of people, like uh, Laurel and Hardy, like for some reason the Harlem, Harlem Globetrotters, Globetrotters. Ma- Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas. So they, they did that. But I just discovered the other day on Amazon Prime Video that they have rejuvenated this scooby-doo crossover adventure and now they've got a whole new slew of adventures with celebrity people really so if you if you want to watch scooby-doo solving a mystery with sia then you can go and find all these new scooby-doo crossovers and they they do, do they have scooby-doo again, singing uh, chandelier and swinging from a chandelier i i think literally that's exactly what happens but uh i was really surprised and delighted at the the variety of scooby-doo crossovers that they have now i've got to look it up uh, because it was just, it was so funny. It was like random stuff, like Scooby-Doo and Steve Buscemi. My um, my know. internet friend, who I've met, I think twice in real life, Jeremy, he wrote the Scooby-Doo crossover episode of Supernatural that was on Re- last He, he wrote it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that was pretty That's... fun for him. I've never watched that show. It's been on for like three decades. But, uh, yeah, he was very excited to write the Scooby-Doo episode. So, sorry, uh, we had a tangent, and Tony's looking some stuff up, so we'll get back to that tangent. But this is the Christian Nerd of Godcast, the crossover episode of the Christian Nerd and the Nerd of Godcast. We try to do it as regularly as we can, but life gets in the way. And then sometimes, like uh, Mr. Jeff Goldblum would say, sometimes life makes a way. And Tony and I find ourselves (laughs) recording together, bringing together the combined forces of our two shows that are about the same things but generally go about them in very different ways which is what i like yeah exactly it's like one of us is ac one of us is dc one of us is peanut butter one of us is jelly one of us is is a bug's life the other one is ants you know like uh, the, do uh, i have one, to be one, one of us is one of us is armageddon one of us is deep impact you know whatever it might be. <laughs> that's good how are you tony on this fine day I'm great. I feel very satisfied and relieved that I just discovered who all the mystery guests are. Gonna, it's like you got Wanda Sykes, which is a weird combination for Scooby-Doo here. Um, for Ricky Gervais, which is, I mean, that's a delight right there. Uh, they, they switched up Batman for Wonder Woman this time. Wonder uh, Woman! Penn and, Penn and Teller on there. Uh, wow. just, you know, uh, the Urkelbot. So I guess that's kind of like a double pop culture deal. Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, this is great. Touche. Scooby-Doo, wonderful job at maintaining relevance by bringing in new guest stars. New guest stars. Better than nude guest stars, which should not be in a family cartoon. Like, no, just I wouldn't. So inks like Scoops! You're not wearing any clothes! <laughs> you know, like, that's... <laughs> Jinkies indeed. That is that is pretty janky. Yeah. Yeah. 
how are you doing today? Uh, I, I am doing well, Scott. It's a it's a beautiful day, a great weekend. God is on the throne, and uh, I am I'm happy as can be. If you're unaware, Tony came down with the Rona, uh, tested positive for the COVID nineteen. Are you all recovered now? Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, got all your strength. <laughs> yeah, back. I did. I not only I not only tested positive, I tested positive four times. Jeez. It was like this ongoing joke of, uh, come down, we're gonna take your blood out of you, and then we're gonna give you bad news. It was just you know. Can that's like the old. That's like a vampire's like pickup line. Come down. I'll take some of your blood. Then I'll give Come you some down, bad news. I'll take some blood from you. Then give you bad news. The bad news is you can't go in sunlight anymore. <laughs> good yeah. news. You're alive uh, forever. This is good, right? And steak night doesn't mean the same thing it used to mean. Um, in yeah. Soviet Russia, no, yeah. blood suck you. In, in Russia, yeah, I don't know why. I think I, I went full on, you know, Yakov Smirnov uh, vampire there. A little less what we do in the shadows, and a little more. Oh, what um, we do in the shadows. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no. Doing, doing great. Uh, symptoms have largely. You know, the thing about the Rona is, if you've had it, you find that there's all kinds of weird things that kind of linger afterwards. It's like when a particularly dirty teenager takes a bath in your tub. Like once they're done and the water is drained, there's still like kind of a soapy, scummy ring. It's like I, I'm, I'm past the Rona symptoms, but I'm not past the soapy, scummy the ring of Rona. So yeah, indeed, indeed. So. Well, I'm glad you're well. I was, I was feeling badly for you there for that those two weeks where you basically were just not <laughs> out completely. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was like Lord drop a rock on me, bad. But so, uh, you, so, so I remember. I remember we were talking about how you I'm were just sorry. feeling like so tired. Like, like was that the beginning of it? Like you were just you, so yeah, exhausted. That was the, tired. Was kind of like the uh, you know the the herald of Galactus arriving. But when not it actually awesome came here, Silver Surfer. <laughs> it was like yeah. When it came here. It was uh, it was awful. It was I, I didn't leave my bed for for twelve days. Did not leave my bedroom seriously. Did not walk through the threshold of my doorway for twelve days. Nor could I. It was it was uh, not something to be coveted. Oof. And I'm glad that it is in the rearview mirror. Me, me too. Well, uh, that's good. We're we're all right over here. We're none of us have the, wash your hands. None of us have the coronavirus, which is good. Yeah, wash your hands and wear your masks, man. I, I'm telling you, it's hey, nuts. I am a firm believer in those things. Um, I went to I shared I went to Idaho and I live in California so everyone wears their masks basically either because the governor ordered it or because you know we're <laughs> raging leftists and we're like just we're covering up in like full full on nuclear body suits like Lord Vader from Vulcan um, <laughs> and and I went to I went to Idaho and it was not the same way in Idaho man it's like thirty percent of the people walking around in masks I'm like all right I see how you do Idaho. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy to wear my mask and wash my hands. Though we bought new soap because our hands were all getting dry and jacked up. So we changed our soap and life's better now. This is what I don't understand. I mean, I don't want to get into a serious conversation about this kind of stuff. Because by golly, that's not what we're here for. But what's the, what's the deal with the, politi- uh, the uh, politica- politicizing? Politi- politicizing, thank you, that's the word, of wearing masks. Like, I get that some people don't want to wear them. And I get that some people do want to wear them. And I get that people want... I, I understand a little bit of both. But why do you have to make it like a left-right issue? I'm not saying that you did. But no. why do people are Why are people saying this is like a, well, our right is to not wear... I mean, if you... It, Stupidity doesn't know a political party. There's stupid people yeah, on both sides of the aisle. I think that the initial like uncertainty about whether or not wearing masks is effective, and I saw somebody tweet that's like, "Well, you know, we if they told us that it was effective back then, we wouldn't be so conflicted." And I'm like, "Well, just listen to what they're saying now." So that's part of it. Uh, and also, you know, uh, our president has downplayed the severity of it. So I think. That automatically politicizes it. Just if there's one person saying one thing, another person saying another thing, but it it does seem like there's all just like how many how many videos on 
Twitter or Instagram do you have to watch of like people sneezing into a petri dish with a mask or without a mask? Just be like, ah, this is probably helpful. You know, here's the deal: Corona or not, having someone sneeze on you was a bad <laughs> idea, basically through any point in human history. Like. I get it. I mean, I don't like wearing a mask. I wear one more for courtesy than anything else. I don't want people, you know, looking at me like I'm a weird person. I don't particularly care for it. Like, but at the same time, if, I don't want somebody getting sick because of yeah. me. And I don't, you know, I'm. And now, I'm, like you, so, you probably sh- you're like the number one person not to wear it because you've already had it. But yeah, but still, I don't want. I don't, you know, I don't want people sneezing on me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not your petri dish. Move on. Unless you're Dwight and you're trying to have, you know, strengthen your immune system, you just have everybody sneeze That's on you. In exactly which case, right. that is, that's one. So, yeah, so we're good over here. Wearing masks. Uh, went to new Costco on Friday. That was very exciting. You know me and Costco. It's a Costco <laughs> business center. They had, you can, you can buy a whole pig to, like, cook in the ground. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I didn't even know that was on my list of things to do before Jesus came back. But, but there it is. And we don't have a backyard big enough to cook a pig in the ground. But I'm going to find somebody who does. And if I have to tear up the lawn at church and get talked to for that, I'll, I might have to. But it looks awesome. So yeah, that yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, I, my wife just my wife just bought a Costco membership yesterday, oh, so I feel like I'm about to join you in this magical yes, world. It is. I'm uh, curtain back. We're recording on a Saturday morning. It is my plan to go to Costco later today. She came home with a box of forty croissants. What am I going to do with forty croissants? I'm going to eat them all, and they're going to be delicious. Yeah. I just ate one, and it was. Yeah, so that's what we got going on. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about this more on my, my Friday show, but I, I, I pre-ordered the Avengers video game so I could play the beta. Nice. And that's a big thing, because I don't buy video games or play video games anymore. Wait, 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 wait. wait. On what? My Xbox. Oh, I forgot you had an Xbox. I have an Xbox One, yeah. Though, oh, okay. so it's good. I, I played for about an hour and a half last night. I was Hulk. I was smashing things. I felt like the Hulk smashing things. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, and then, but I do, have you seen, have you downloaded this game? So I, I, I'm very tempted to join you in the PS4 universe, Tony, because of the game oh. Fall Guys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, have you played so I it? Just, I just, I did, I did play it. It is the stupidest, I mean, it's just such a dumb, moronic, amazing, brilliant, totally right? addictive game. And I, I've never I, even it, played it, and I feel that way about it. I've only ever oh watched the Infinity goodness. Bros play it on Twitch, and I just sit there watching them because it's fascinating and hilarious. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can't. It looks like it's an awesome. Like, it, yeah, it's like a cross between you know, like like microscopic little funny goofy cartoony characters meets like American Ninja Warrior or Wipeout, and. They just throw you into it, and it's you and forty other people, yeah. little little bean characters, running from one end of an obstacle course to another, and uh, it's it's surprisingly fun uh, for in short bursts. Yeah. So I can see why people are really into it. I don't play online games, but Fall Guys was, was pretty <laughs> so great. much, and it's free on the PlayStation Network, right? It certainly is. Oh. You know, free, free. It's a freemium game. I mean, it's free, but yeah. if you want to like get all the snazzy yeah. costumes, you but better, that, there's nothing a, that prevents you from playing it or being successful. Without investing Correct. money yet. Correct. It's all aesthetic, I think. Like that dumb degrees. Star Trek online phone game that I played for a little bit. Then, like, I just kept dying because yeah. I didn't spend any money. Yeah. Do you want to Do you want to get out of that red shirt? Then you're going to have to spend <laughs> some cash. No, nah, I just want to keep being killed by the Gorn. That sounds pretty good. Mm. <laughs> all right. So that's what we got going on. Uh, this is a special uh, themed episode. We'll get into it in the next segment. But trust us. If, 
If you're on board with the show we're going to talk about, this might be your favorite podcast ever. If you are not on board with the show we're about to talk about, hopefully... We'll see you next week. Hopefully we will give you myriad (laughs) reasons to engage with this television show because Tony and I both believe it's probably, if not the best, one of the best sitcoms of all time. I'm going to tell you, now, now, I love The Office. I treasure The Office for what it is, Parks and Rec. Those shows are largely based on situations and character reactions. But when it comes to actually plotting out... A story, a script, and just like, like straight a, up a, a, jokes, and just straight up jokes. There, there is, it is in the top one or two shows I think ever written. Yeah, uh, it, it would have to go toe to toe with Arrested, Arrested Development, Development, the first three seasons. Absolutely. All right, so and that's so that's that's the level we're talking about. This is solid gold, triple A. And you'll probably already know because you'll have seen the artwork that I put up for this episode. So you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> but if you didn't look at it and you just blindly listen to podcasts or your podcast app doesn't have artwork. Let's get some TV talk and see what we're talking about. I just love television so much. Can't you shut up? I'm busy. Boy, what a great show. TV talk. All right, without much further ado, the TV show we will be talking about today is 30 30 Rock. Rock. Yes. Started in 2006, created by, I was going to say created by Elizabeth Lemon, created by Tina Fey. (laughs) Tina Fey and Lorne Michaels. And Lorne Michaels. It is a, a show within a show. Do you remember it came out at the same time as Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? I did, and you know what? I Originally, I liked Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I really yeah, do, it was but I show. thought Studio 60 will be the one that lasts. 30 Rock is not going to last very long, and, and we I, were was, wrong. I was wrong. So 30 Rock tells the uh, fictional story of Liz Lemon, the head writer and creator for a show called The Girly Show, which is on NBC, and in the pilot episode, the NBC hires a new executive, Jack Donaghy, played by Alec Baldwin. And if you don't like Alec Baldwin in real life, that's totally fine. Because Jack Donaghy is If you don't like amazing. Alec Baldwin in real life, you will love him on 30 Rock. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, and actually, subsequent to 30 Rock, when he is now Jack Donaghy in real yeah, he's, life. Yeah, he's just become Jack, Jack Donaghy. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, he comes in, changes the show. It's called The Girly Show, starring Jenna Maroney, played by Jane Krakowski, who is absolutely phenomenal as Jenna Maroney. She is, she is brilliant. Unbelievable. I mean, she is brilliant. Yeah. And so Jack says we need to add a third kind of heat because what Jack's the president of East Coast Television and Microwave Programming. Correct. And so they need to add a third kind of heat, which is they bring in Tracy Jordan, played by Tracy Morgan, a disgraced movie star who's insane, and they want to add him to their weekly sketch comedy show. Sort of a Martin Lawrence, uh, Eddie Murphy hybrid character. Or just Tracy Morgan being himself, (laughs) which is pretty amazing. And it basically tells the story of this series for seven years, the ups and downs. And originally it was supposed to, it was going to focus more on the actual show. So they'd hired Rachel Dratch to play Jenna Roney because they thought they're going to have more sketches and more kind of TV show stuff. But then it morphed into all the behind the scenes stuff and Liz's love life and Jack mentoring her that they, they hired a new actress, which is Jane Krakowski to play Jenna. So Rachel Dratch played a different character every single episode. Yeah, of the in first the first season. season, and they brought her back for the for the last season. So, so that's the premise of Thirty Rock, and the reason we're talking—it's basically like it's it's like Saturday Night Live, yeah, the sitcom. Yeah. And the reason we're talking about it right now is I talk about it a lot. I mean, I reference it 
myriad all all day every day with my wife we've we've watched it multiple times it's uh currently available on hulu it will be moving to peacock at some point so you can watch it there or maybe it is is it on i think it is on peacock already you could watch it for free uh but the reason we're talking about it is because a couple is because this is shark week and we were specifically (laughs) instructed to live every week like in shark week is it shark week we should be talking about it oh (laughs) do you love phil collins i have two years i love that's I all this episode Shark is so gonna much. be. We're just gonna <laughs> take it, it behind a middle school. And <laughs> and no. Get it pregnant. Ah, oh, that. So uh, yeah, if you like Thirty Rock, you're just dying along with all this. Uh, so the reason we're talking about it today is because they just released a one-hour, one-time Thirty Rock special, and I knew it. I, I I didn't really know much about it, but I knew it was gonna be something different because the broadcast NBC networks were refusing to air it. Because it was literally paid for and produced by the advertising wing of Peacock. So, obviously, it was funded <laughs> by the marketing department of Peacock because it is basically an hour long commercial for Peacock with amazing jokes. That's synergy, Liz Lemon. <laughs> that is synergy. I, I mean, if you if you are unsure of the fine family of products that NBC Universal could bring to you, from theme parks to Telemundo, and, and everything in between, watch this episode of Thirty Rock, and you will no you, longer yeah. wonder what is in their catalog because I, I, they I was, they drag everything. Out. I, I was shocked at how much NBC Universal has to offer me as a consumer. <laughs> Yeah, I um it, this this show was barely a show. It was 100% this 30 Rock one time comeback special was 100% a commercial for the NBC. But it was the of. funniest commercial I've ever seen. Uh, eventually the fact that it was a commercial kind of started wearing on yeah. me. I was a little bit annoyed that it kept because the, there were straight up commercials in it that were seamlessly woven Oh yeah, totally. Into the show. Then I realized, oh, I can fast forward through these, but Peacock doesn't have a like press forward and go ahead 10 seconds function so i got screwed up Mm -hmm. a couple times and i ended up watching the same commercial for the olympics over and over again because i kept trying to find where i was while watching it and it was a fast forward like where are they now kind of episode which was great and 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 i like that they they kept throwing some flashbacks to the original show Uh of of this is why this is the way remember we said this back then i was like oh that makes sense yeah why why kenneth the head of nbc so yeah, so uh, hashtag spoilers. We'll all be working you, for him or yeah, dead by his hand. Such hands. a great line. That's from uh, Blind Date, a great episode of, of television. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so the premise is that they want to get the gang back together to produce a show for Peacock, and then they proceed for the next hour to tell us all about Peacock while having Skype conversations. <laughs> and I did like at the end they say this was filmed, you know, at in home safely and they just show kind of all the behind the scenes stuff of like family members and kids holding iPhones and holding up lights. That was pretty Yeah. It's pretty amazing what you can actually do on your iPhone and you can put it on TV. And that's what I thought. So when, when now I don't the obvious comparison is going to be made to the Parks and Rec special when they brought this We haven't back, watched was, that one yet. Oh, okay. Well, the Parks and Rec one, which is a delight. To me, Parks and Rec was way better than the 30 Rock one. Uh, was blatantly and aggressively done in the context of we're all doing yeah. this through a Zoom meeting. Okay. So it, it looked like a Zoom meeting because it was, in fact, a Zoom meeting. Even uh, spouses that were on the show. So you have uh, you know Chris Traeger and, and Anne, and they're in different rooms, but they explain it within the context mm. of the show. Well, Anne's a nurse, so she's quarantining herself from Chris. So that was kind of the vibe. It was all... Or Lutz and Sue, one. who were on the same screen together because they're married in real life because they're married in real life and now i didn't realize until the end that in fact that it it, because it was so brilliantly put together it didn't seem like it was done 
on so that was that was smart yeah. it was well done and so nobody interacts with each other other than lutz and sue because they're married in real life and they were background actors on the show but yeah so i i thought it was hilarious i think just even just like all the little things that i love about 30 rock kind of when they were showing all the the um the the magazine covers with kenneth like we paused and read all the ridiculous headlines on all yes. just little things like that where you would never even think, but they thought, let's put a joke in here, and they're they're great. It's a writer's show. Yeah. I mean, it's a show by writers, and they they milk every moment of the, of the screen. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. That's and that's typical for Thirty Rock. Yeah, so it's definitely if you've never watched Thirty Rock before, do not start with the one time special because you will be <laughs> absolutely lost and you won't think it's funny because there there's a certain like madcap zaniness to Thirty Rock, but it takes like Thirty Rock takes its absurdity very seriously. And that's one Absolutely. of the things that I love about it is that there's ridiculous things that happen all the time, but they're very serious to, in the world, these characters. Correct. If you've never seen a page off, you don't understand what we're talking about. <laughs> page off, page off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any kind of your favorite moments, just any ones that stick out from the, uh, the, the special there? Every time Tracy Morgan was on the screen yeah. was, a, was a delight. I mean, he is just, he's just oozes funny. Yeah, he's Everything he says super is charismatic. Like, you just want to watch what he's doing because he's insane and crazy. And, like, Tracy Morgan's, like, grown into kind of this, like, this wise old man who, like, has seen a bunch <laughs> of stuff and just doesn't care and, like, just actually does good work and isn't totally crazy now. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. But everything he says, he says with such conviction that you, man, you know what? I, I dig it. I dig it. And, uh, and, you know, just a great show, man, all the way through. Yeah. My, my, like, yeah, everything with Liz and getting everyone together and just the running bits of, of what did Jenna Maroney do? She pooped in Mandy Moore's coffee tumbler <laughs> and just, just running bits like that. But my favorite one was that, so they have Kenneth who is a page and then he gets made head of the network at some point in the series. And his assistant is also played by Jack McBrayer, just dressed in drag, drag with like a wig and makeup and a skirt. And like, it's just like, that's just the ridiculousness. It's, it's weird. It's ridiculous. Why do they do this? But it's so funny. And, oh my gosh, it's, it's great. Yeah. There's a, if you can get past the fact that they're marketing to you, if you can get yeah. past the fact that the whole thing is basically a pop-up ad, if you watch commercials on your YouTube videos way past the skip button popping up, then you're going to love this episode of 30 Rock. Yeah. And, and there's a bunch of cameos. They have like because they just pulled in everybody from uh, NBC Universal, just like the rocks in it. Mandy Moore's in it yeah. was no John Hamm wasn't in it. I'm just thinking of actual episodes. Hoda from uh, Today Show. It's great. Yeah. So worth uh, it. Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara. Yeah. Sophia Vergara. So yeah, if you've watched 30 Rock, then we definitely suggest you watch this. It was fun to watch new 30 Rock because I basically have yeah. all of old 30 Rock memorized. So to have new jokes and new bits <laughs> was very exciting. Yeah. So yes, yeah, it was it was not a disappointment. No, not not at all. So now, but you know, you have to go into it knowing you're getting oh, yeah. advertised. It, 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 like, it is an hour. It, the whole thing's hour, a commercial. commercial. So that that being said, so now, so that's the if you've seen Thirty Rock, go watch this because you'll enjoy it. Now we're, we've got a little list going for some episodes. If you've never watched Thirty Rock, we're going to tell you some episodes that you should probably watch just to get a get a good sense of what that is. So check out this list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You just made the list! You just made the list! The list. Alright, so so the hard thing with her is like, 
people like everybody watches the office and parks and rec and like you said tony we love those shows because we like the characters Mm -hmm. they're lovable we want to hang out with jim we like we all are ben wyatt i mean that is who we are obsessive nerds who want to play cones of dunshire like we want to hang out with those people and the problem it's all about the cones yeah it's all about the cones the problem with 30 rock is that nobody on the show is likable like i would not want to hang out with any of those characters which is why yeah it's not as popular i think even the ones that we're supposed to relate to, like we're supposed to see ourselves in, we find out along the way that the things that make them sympathetic are not necessarily the things that make them good. Yeah, absolutely. So, but it, it is, it's so funny. And, and so if you've never, like we, we gave the premise of it, um, but we just got to cut. Like I tried to limit myself to five, like five essential 30 rock episodes. If somebody were to sit down and just oh, yeah. watch these five, they would get a good sense. Or at least I think laugh hysterically. Uh, well, you might have show. to help me because there's so many moments and so many plots and then subplots yeah. that go on in each episode. Sometimes I so don't I, I've picked exactly episodes. What episode you, you can from. pick themes or, or whatever. I'll, I'll kind I'll of help moments, you try to, yeah. to figure it out. So I'll just run through. Like I'll try. Like I, I wrote down seven episodes, but I'll, I'll try to keep it to five. Um, Do it. I think the first one and, and this and, and there. I, I, so I don't have one from season one, but season one is spent spectacular. Like it hits the ground running. Most Definitely. every character is figured out in the first probably three episodes, except for Jenna. Like they make her way more crazy. Like she starts the episode, so she starts the show normal, and like Liz goes yeah. to her for advice, and then yeah, just a, a little neurotic, yeah. but by the end, yeah. Then like season two hits, and they're like, oh, let's make her crazy. Uh, yeah. So the first episode I have is a season two episode. It is called Milf Island. And again, this is not, uh, you shouldn't watch this with your youth group or your small children. This Do we need to series. put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode? Yeah, so Milf Island is hilarious. Uh, it's about a fake TV show. I won't, you can look at, you can infer what Don't it's about from it the title. Uh, but I think it is one of the first truly, truly amazing 30 Rock episodes. Uh, we quote it still to this day. I didn't come here to win. I came here to be number one. Uh, and it's 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 a show within a show, so it's a it's a fake reality competition show. But then Liz and the other writers are also living out their own competition, and it is it's spectacular. It is un- they have fake commercials, they have a fake and that's show host. The, that's the thing that jumps out to me that I think takes it from good to great is there's so many moments, and Thirty Rock just does this again and again. It's a device they they've used a lot where they'll bring in fake commercials yeah. for their NBC universe oh, yeah. where they'll have the uh, the little uh, the, the the lower third uh, animation yeah. uh, where they'll they'll be promoting next on Milf Island yeah. and and they would do that throughout the show and it just really kind of made everything feel more grounded and immersive and it was it was really a delight. Yeah, there's one specific we saw that bit they're doing one of their green episodes and Liz Lemon is like, "So what is NBC going to do more than just like make the little peacock logo green down in the corner?" And then it cuts to Kenneth looking down where the green peacock logo would be. And it's just it's it's, yeah. it, it's awesome. So Milf Island, I would say, just watch that. Uh, I, I went through kind of an order of seasons, but my favorite episode is probably the one I'll suggest now, Reunion. I think that's also a, a second season episode where Liz. So that's the one where Liz goes back to Liz her high goes school back reunion. to her high school reunion. That's on my list. Yeah, it is. It's on. Unre- so so Liz goes back because she's worried she doesn't want to go to a reunion because she's everybody's mean everyone's to mean her. Mean to me, and nobody liked her. And then it turns out that she was horrible. <laughs> And she was she was mean. the monster the whole time. Yeah. Hey, Liz, how's your telescope? I oh, know, Kelsey. How's your mom's pill addiction? Like, just so many like quick, <laughs> funny jokes. Uh, and then 
Jack loses out on a job, so he pretends that he is from Liz's graduating class. And she's like, you're 10 years older than anybody at this show. He's like, yeah, but the rich 50 is the middle class 40. I mean, just so many wonderful jokes. That's in the third season, he's, actually. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He, he's not wrong. Uh, that's probably yeah. my favorite episode of this season. How do you feel about Operation Righteous Cowboy Thunder? Uh, that's a good one. That's season five. Remind. I know the name, but what happens in that so they want to be prepared. They want to get the drop on whatever oh, the next that's big right. disaster that's is right. going to be. Right. So they they create sort of a generic all-purpose disaster response. Yes. So they can be ahead of the curve for the and next so they've got hurricane this, or 9-11. Yeah, and so they've got this huge, like, pre-produced, ready to go. Because Jack we wants are to the win world. the ratings. Because he's like, because, but everyone is like, yeah, but if we know what the disaster is going to be, then we'll be ready to go. And so there's this giant hurricane. And so they start running all this programming. And it turns out it was for Mel Gibson's Private Island back when Mel Gibson was persona non grata. And they still win all the ratings, though. And it, that's, that's, a, that's a great one. Yeah, and they have a, a, just a, a whole litany of low-key celebrity yeah. names. I mean, just like real bottom dwellers. Yeah, that's great. Oh, and, and they also have... There's the one where they got to get a Jack or Liz's or Jack's dad a kidney. They've got like Nora Jones and Adam Levine. So now, no, that's, I love the whole setup for Jack's dad. Yeah. The Mamma Mia episode. Oh, the Mamma Mia episode's great. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's great to see how excited Liz gets within the episode. She's like, Mama, um, it's a Mamma Mia. It's, it's a Mamma Mia. Mia. Don't, don't ruin it. Don't do it. Don't ruin, Don't mess it up. Yeah, Mamma Mia. That's in the third season. That's a great one. Uh, another one of my very favorite episodes, Generalissimo. Like yes. there's so there's a, there's there's a stretch in season three where as regular guest stars they have Salma Hayek and John Hamm, like mm-hmm. both of them on like the same episodes, yeah. And it's on like they're huge stars, they're tremendously talented. John Hamm Selma, is hilarious. Salma Hayek plays a, a a nurse. She's a well, I don't know what <laughs> what do we what call, do it? I call her? Puerto Rican. Ah, that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean you can say that, but what do I <laughs> what call, do I call you? you? Uh, so Generalissimo is a tremendous episode where, again, it's a series within a series. Jack plays a telenovela star called Generalissimo. And, yeah, it's it's so it's so good. And then I want to include more episodes with John Hamm. The Bubble's great, where it turns out he's the really, really is stupid. Great. <laughs> he's gotten through his whole life by being ridiculously attractive. Yeah. And no one's ever called out that, that he he's terrible at everything. Terrible at everything. You can't... <laughs> Uh, you can't put orange Gatorade in, in your pasta sauce. Yeah, the, the, the hot lady from Food Network told me I could. It's like, on a TV show? No, she jumped over the escalator to try to talk to me. I mean, just so many great jokes. I, and I love what, what ends up with him when he gets hooks for hands. <laughs> well, I, was, I was on a medical mission in Africa, and I, I was on a helicopter, and I thought I saw, I thought I saw my, my, high school school, basketball coach. my high school basketball coach if he was black. <laughs> So I wait. Again, if you've never watched 30 Rock, you have no idea why we're laughing so hard. And he's so serious about it. He says it with such conviction. And that's the joy is that the show is ridiculous, but it never stops taking itself seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uh, Okay, so I love any time Tracy's wife is on there, Angie. Angie. And they they build it up to the Queen of Joy. Yeah, that's on my list. Like, I don't think any 30 Rock episode. The second episode, the second Queen of Joy is okay. But that first one is... It's a reality show within a sitcom. I mean, it's and they they full on do a reality yeah. show. They they bring in side characters and De- uh, the, the bumper transitions. Defuan is 
Oh my goodness, Titus Andromeda, ah. listen to me. Listen to me. He makes his own wine called Defwine. <laughs> Every time I see, I, I always tell my uh, tell my wife I'm going to get a tattoo on my back of a lion and make it say Tangier. <laughs> so yeah, so on Queen of Jordan, so they take an entire episode of Third Rock, all 22 minutes, and they produce a fake reality show episode of Queen of Jordan, which is Angie Jordan, Tracy Jordan's wife's reality tv show and it's all about how all the characters want to get in and be on the show it is yeah it is it's unreal oh that episode that that's a great episode of tv but there's so many great little elements that just jump up i mean things that still make me laugh i mean the fact that uh, when jenna's in a movie and no one knows how to pronounce the yeah, title rural juror. the roger the, it's the roger <laughs> right and then you think who what writer came up with the fact that the name, the word rural and juror yeah. are hard to say? And then if you say them in conjunction, like who thought of that? That's hilarious. Yeah, did it start with the idea of rural juror or did it start like we want to have Jenna in a movie that nobody understands? So they just sit there like throwing out words and names that that don't make sense. It's like it's a Kevin Grisham novel. It's great. <laughs> Kevin Grisham. Yeah, the, and, and then so Jenna gets another movie deal. They're going to do the life story of Janis uh, Joplin. Janis Joplin, but they can't get the rights. They can't secure the so rights or the movie or the song rights. J- Jackie Jorp Jorp. Jackie Jorp Jorp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just every so, and they but they do it with such conviction yeah, that it, it makes conviction. it work. Uh, so we've talked about John Hamm, uh, Selma Hayek. Um, what are some of your other favorite kind of guest stars or recurring characters? So uh, it, it's a favorite of mine because it's a favorite of my wife. Every time we watch it, she treasures any time Colleen is on the show. Oh, Jack, Jack Donaghy's mom. mom. She just passed away just, recently, the actress. Yeah, she did. She did. Uh, just a, she's, she's wonderful as sort of an antagonist and a foil for Jack Donaghy. It's, it's, it's great. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Um, we haven't talked about Dennis Duffy. If you've never watched 30 Rock, <laughs> uh, he's Mayhem from the Allstate commercials. And then they did an Allstate commercial with him and Liz Lemon where she called, where she says, now who's the dummy, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he, Dennis Duffy is Liz's uh, loser ex-boyfriend. He's in at least one episode every season. He is absolutely hilarious. He's just, I, I can't get enough of him. Uh, freaking Matthew Damon is in it, like for a run, is one of Liz's for a whole friends. yeah, a whole stretch. Yeah. Do you remember the episode with Oprah on it? Yes. <laughs> and I don't want to ruin it for yeah. someone who hasn't no, seen it, but it is a it is one of the best cameos on yeah, the show. So good, so many great. Uh, and I I like because Dennis Duffy and John Hamm and all those guys are so great. I always forget that. Oh, that's right. Will Arnett is in this series. And he is oh, yeah. unbelievable as Devin Banks, another foil Devin Banks. to Alec Baldwin. I almost put that one episode in. Jack gets in the game where they go up to Don Geis's house in the Hamptons or whatever, and they're playing football. It's un- yeah. unbelievable. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is in an episode. Uh, was it uh, Ro- Rosemary's Baby? Yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Great episode. David Schwimmer did a, Green did a Zoe. run on there. It's Green Zoe. What was the one episode with Fred Armisen where he was um, – the, the, the terrorist. terrorist. Did you see something? Say yeah, something. Yeah, see something. That was in uh, season two. I can find the name. I almost put that one on my list because it's so good. It's That's so, so funny. funny. Great payoff on that. Somebody, one. Yeah, somebody they're, they're, to they're, love. That's a season two episode. Looks like four or five. 
Gotcha. Yeah, there's just so many people that were on the show. Um, I mean, what was the episode where they were? Uh, Steve Martin was the um, um uh, Gavin, Ga- Valour. Gavin Gavin Valour. Gavin Gavin yeah. Valour. I miscounted the men. I mean, just. <laughs> and again, like if you've never watched it, like there are five people who just busted up like you did because they get that joke. <laughs> um, Peter Dinklage. Uh, was a love interest on the yeah, show. Yeah, Peter Dinklage was in it. I can't and, find and not and not played as a joke. No, not the, not the, as a joke. Completely serious. I mean, that's the thing. Like he's totally serious, but the jokes are around him, but not him. Like they never mock his height. They mock Liz for being an idiot about his height. So like, so it's yes. just so so perfect. Uh, yeah. Mary Steenburgen's in a couple episodes as Jack's mother-in-law, but also a love interest. Oh, Elizabeth Banks is freaking oh, yeah, Avery, Jack's wife. Avery Jessup. She gets kidnapped yeah. and taken to Korea. Oh my gosh. The episode where they have Kim Jong-un, like <laughs> you have enough food. <laughs> the nice, the, the cool thing about the show is that when people are on there, they don't take themselves Seriously, like they're able to get on there and get in on the joke, yeah. which is which is wonderful. Even if they're playing themselves, yeah, people would get on there and play themselves, and they, they would be able to play. What was uh was it Buzz Aldrin? Yeah, Buzz Aldrin's on there yelling at the moon, <laughs> yelling at the moon. <laughs> John Bon Jovi's in it. Oh my goodness, John Bon Jovi is her picks her up from the dentist's office. Yeah. That's so great. Jason man. Sudeikis this... is Floyd. I mean, just so many. Will Forte and drag. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, no, they have a lot of like top top shelf celebrities on there. Julianne Moore was on there. That's Um, right. Jeez, Pee Wee Herman was. (laughs) Pee Wee Herman was on there in the first season. Uh, Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Cyclops is Chris Liz's boyfriend. James Martin. Martin. Cyclops. So look, like you mean good Cyclops. We're. Kidnapped by Danger. Oh, that's such a funny episode. Where they have yeah. Daniel Baldwin come in as an actor to play Jack Baldwin. Jack Donaghy. Jack Donaghy, sorry. And not yeah. Daniel Baldwin, yeah. which is the other one. Which is I think it's Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. Not Steven. One of the Baldwins. One of the Baldwins. One of the, one of the ones that's not Steven. Oh. So, yeah, look, It's a great show. All this, we're this saying. This episode, clearly a love letter to 30 yeah, Rock. All we're saying is if you've never watched it, stop watching The Office again. Like, I know it's comforting because yes. you can watch The Office. You can have it on the back and you don't have to pay attention. But you will get to that point if you watch 30 Rock all the way through and your life will be better for it. Then you will come back, you will listen to this episode, and you will laugh like a hyena along with Tony and me. And and uh, not to be understated, the score, the music yeah. for 30 Rock is magnificent. It's it's almost a character unto its own. But just the, the subtle background music, you know? Yeah. Dun, dun, da, 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 yeah. I really wish that Liz Lemon's career, Liz Lemon, I wish that Tina Fey's career probably wasn't as successful as it is because she would go back and do one of these retrospective podcasts like The Office Ladies or Real Doctors Fake Friends. Or there's there's even the community one, I think, with uh, Joe McHale and Ken Jeong. Like I didn't know that was a thing. I think yeah, I think it's called the Darkest Timeline. I think is. I'm sorry, I only listen to two podcasts. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's. it's so good. You should just watch it. Yeah. You should. Anything else we can say just to try to convince people to watch the show that we've just spent 20 minutes laughing about and gagging about? If you don't watch it, you won't know what a fun cooker is. <laughs> All right. Here comes or, a or, fun cooker. Or a bite nuker. 
Oh, that's terrible. You, you won't want to know when it's appropriate to wish someone a blessed Merlin Bean. Oh, Merlin Bean. Or... Uh, Verdukianism. Verdukianism. Or... Uh, Ludacrismus. Luda Ludacrismus. Who am I... Th uh, Leap Day William. Just... <laughs> My goodness, I love this show. It's so good. Oh, you take a walking tour in uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so totally. watch it. Oh my goodness, I'm like choking on laughter right now. Yeah, it's so good. All right, watch it. Uh, we're gonna take a hard left here and talk about uh, how we're trying to focus on life, even though it sucks a little bit. So let's have some Bible study. in bible study we study the bible and as it's not just a clever title no it's what we do and so i was thinking through what we might want to talk about and knowing it's been about it's been five months since basically we here in california entered quarantine march 11th is when the nba shut down and that's kind of like my demarcation for when everything kind of went crazy and so that first weekend on the 13th and the 15th of March, we had our first stream services, and we've not looked back since then. And I don't know if you guys were exactly kind of right there with us at, when you went into it, but it's been a long time. It's been a long season. I, I know you guys have some in-person services going on, um, and but it's just been it's been a long, long time. I feel like it's been a long time in this season of life, uh, and, really and I I haven't even gotten the COVID nineteen, so it's probably. Uh, felt a little bit longer even for you tony yeah but it's you know it's been it's uh, I, we all kind of thought going into this when we closed our service for the first time we thought well uh, this will be a couple weeks yeah. and then and it'll be over it, it goes it goes away but boy it has just dragged on yeah. hasn't it yeah no, i remember thinking okay like let's get through like i remember the the first i was like oh like you know do we plan an online easter service or do you think we'll be back in our building in three weeks yeah yeah and now we're like all right do we plan something like do we plan an online christmas service or <laughs> what do we what do we got so uh so i I've, I've been feeling the weight of that and just i think last week on my show i just shared just some of the just the the disillusionment kind of frustration of this season and just uh needing to find encouragement and the best place to find encouragement is in god's word and so i mm -hmm. uh I, I pulled this up from galatians chapter 6 being verse 7 says, yeah. do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Uh, and again, not a verse I've never heard before, not a verse you've never heard before, Tony, but when I thought about just kind of the weariness of the season and wanting to have a conversation with somebody who regularly encourages me, I thought this was a, oh, a, a good option. So just, yeah, what, uh, what encourages you from this passage, Tony? You know, there's so much that's, that's going on here. Uh, 
I go back to Galaxy Quest, you know, <laughs> never give up, never surrender. Uh, th- there's been so many times. Uh, you play Animal Crossing, yeah. right, Sky? I have not so played for day, two days, though. So well, I missed my money tree. It. I missed my DIY. Wow. I don't know what I'm doing with myself. What are you doing? It gets easier and easier every day to not log it on. I'm going to fix that. Uh, in Animal Crossing, uh, one of my villagers moved away, and I decided I'm going to replace them, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to go find myself a, a new villager to replace them. Now, the way that you do this is by buying Nook Island tickets, and you go to random mystery islands, and you, on those islands, you'll find a random villager that you can then invite to come and take that available space on your island. And you never know who you're going to get. So uh, if you don't go and find someone, Tom Nook will assign someone for you. But usually they'll be ugly and then you'll be unhappy. So I decided I'm going to take the bull by the horns. I'm going to be the master of my own destiny. And I'm going to go and get myself a Nook, uh, uh, an islander on one of these Nook Islands. And uh, I did. So I bought 10 Nook Island tickets. And I decided I'm going to go to 10 islands and find someone I like. And I went to 10 islands and I couldn't find anyone. And I said, you know what? Let me just do let me just do a few more. So I went and bought five more Nook Island tickets and went to five more Nook Islands. Lather, rinse, repeat. By the time the thing was <laughs> said and done, I went to thirty-three. Oh Nook my gosh! Islands. And I have no more Nook Miles. <laughs> no, I had plenty okay. of Nook Miles. Don't you worry about me. But uh, I, I went to thirty-three Nook Islands looking for a villager to take the the spot of. Uh, and, and you know what? I accidentally said yes to the thirty-third one, and he came. But I would have kept going because I didn't even like him. But the point is this. I kept going because I felt like if I go on the the next one, there's going to be someone I like. If I quit now, if I just settle now, you never know what the next one could have been. And that's kind of like my weakness, but it's, it's, it's where I live in life. It's like, God, I could stop now and have what I have, but what happens if I just press on? What happens if I just keep going? What happens if I if I say like if I go straight up Andrew Garfield in uh, Hacksaw Ridge? If I say, "Dear Lord, just let me get one more. Let me get one more. Let me go one more day. Let me let me push just a little harder. Go a little further." And I know that sounds so trite that I'm using Animal Crossing and movie references to say this, but there's so many things in the world right now that just make us feel like ugh, enough is enough i'm so tired but one more day one more push one more encouragement one more prayer one more uh, scripture verse one more call whatever it takes you just never know if the good stuff isn't right on the other side of that yeah and that's and that's the encouragement like because they're like in christ <clears throat> there is something good out there like we may not we don't know when we'll get it we may not get it till we get to heaven and that's the real, but the good thing is there and it's there. And with animal crossing, like you, you went 33 times and you, you could go 50 times or hundred times and never find a resident that you want. And so right. like, there's no, there's no guarantee that you'll get the reward, that you'll get the good thing, that you'll reap the harvest. But, in, but I never get anything if I don't leave the Island. Yeah. But in Christ, there's always the reward. Like the harvest is always there. No matter, like we can push a hundred times out of a hundred and the harvest will be there. Yeah. We will experience the yeah. harvest either in this life or the next, but that that's the ultimate hope that, you know, like I'm, we, we, maybe we never get out of this. Who knows? But at least Jesus will return and the new heaven and the new earth will come down and we get that, you know, like that's, that's there. And there has to be a shift of perspective too, because uh, if, if we think that we're the ones just because we, we sow doesn't mean that we yeah. consume, you know, what, when we think oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to be a blessing to me, just because you reap it doesn't mean that you're going to reap it for yourself. Uh, I, I sow because I want to create a pattern of 
faithfulness and consistency for the people that are under my leadership, for my family. I, I sow because I want other people to receive blessings. I might not ever, if I'm planting a tree, I might not ever eat the fruit of that tree, but someone will. There's yeah. blessing that comes out of it, uh, and God knows. I mean, God knows. So uh, we, we sow, and we work, and we labor, and we toil because we know that the master of the vineyard ultimately has a purpose for everything. Yeah, that we it's do. like Paul and Apollos. One plants, one waters, but the Lord makes it all grow. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know if you. 100%. I don't know if you felt this now being at a youth ministry, but you know, like I've been out of youth ministry for five. It'll be five five years in October, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm still at the same church where I was a youth pastor, and I work with the guy who took who replaced me, and just yeah. you know, so like he's still reaping the benefits of the seeds that I sowed <laughs> way yeah. back when, you know, like yeah. and so like he still has leaders who were my students that I invested in, that I poured in. And so now like he's had leaders for the past five years who I maybe only had as a leader for like one or two years, but because I was willing to sow and invest, like he's still reaping the harvest from that work that, that God did through me. It's not, Ooh, I'm not awesome. But like, so like, that's a fun, that like, that's a fun literal way to see like, Oh, all that work I was doing with that annoying freshman 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. kept showing up, kept checking in, kept taking them to in and out, even though they sucked and they were annoying and like, they didn't listen to me. It's still, it's still paying, paying off fruit. And I think like, that's one of the cool, like, it, like in God's economy, in God's kingdom, like that's the only place we get to see that. Like if I were yeah. working at just a regular corporate job, I sew and I sew and I sew like this is how I felt when I worked at uh, GameStop. It's like, I work as hard as I can at GameStop, <laughs> try to like have as many good relationships with customers as I can. And the only thing that's reaped is that our CEO gets to buy another pool for his kids you know like that's thanks for calling gamestop where you can pre-order your copy of madden 2k12 you know exactly no no the worst the worst is what we had to sell turok the dinosaur hunter and that game (laughs) what it's it's the worst game i maybe i've ever played it was so bad and we had to talk about it like it was freaking final fantasy 6 like we had to sell it so and and that was the hard part like like these people trust me, our regular customers trust me for what I'm trying to tell them. And then I'm telling them, oh yeah, no, you should get Turok because it's great. And we're like, listen, just please buy this and come back and return it next month. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> pre-order it and then return it. We just, we just get bonuses for the pre-orders. We don't yeah. care about anything. So the fact that in God's economy, in God's world, like even if we, like we, we get to ultimately see, see the fruit of our labor eventually yeah. at some point. And, and- and and this is the thing. There's such there's a strong sandwich to this verse. I mean, a lot of people really focus on uh, Galatians six nine. You know, yeah. don't get weary and growing. But but around that, leading up to it, it's don't be deceived. God is not mocked. So many times you'll do things and you'll think, is anybody does anybody even notice yeah. what I'm doing? Does it even matter yeah. to anybody? Let me let me phrase this in the, the nicest way. Don't don't kid yourself. God sees. God knows. God cares. And if, if if nobody else can can give you the accolades, that's fine. If nobody else sees or appreciates what you do, boy, that can be so frustrating. But don't be deceived. God sees. God knows. If you sow life, if you sow from your spirit, I promise you, God knows and he will give the increase. And then to, to the other end of the sandwich, if you go past, I mean, we just read through verse 10. But if you go to verse 11, Paul even stops and he's like, look at what large letters I'm using when I write you this with my own hand. He's like, I- I'm not playing here. I'm writing this in. This is all caps. This is the Bible version of all Stop caps. Stop yelling at me, Paul. I, I get it. it. 
anybody's telling you he's like look i'm writing this big i'm writing this plane i'm using small words don't don't miss this and uh, and that's magnificent this is as solid a promise as you can ever lean on yeah if you do it god is obligated by his word to bless it and i think that's the hard part especially during the season is that you know all of our most of our schools have gone back and so it's all remote and distance learning and then we've had remote church for for five months and i talked about this last week it's just like it's so hard like like i i i was encouraged by what you said like we just think oh it doesn't matter like what i'm doing doesn't matter and in a people business which church is to not see people mm-hmm. it often feels like what we're doing nothing matters like all sure. all the late nights all the work i've done for the last five months like it just enough it, it just doesn't it doesn't matter like nothing matters nothing really matters anyone can see nothing really matters to me like it's just so tough to feel like that <laughs> yet then still like but then then it's right there like don't weary do not weary in doing good like god's still at work god's still doing what he needs to do so don't worry just press kind of should just keep going like can i wake up another sunday morning sit in front of my laptop watch church online then go to church in the afternoon when it's 102 degrees outside set up a stage set up a sound system have another outdoor service for like probably 12 people because it'll be 101 by the time the service starts on sunday afternoon it's like oh my gosh like ah, it's just but like don't worry don't worry and don't be don't don't worry and don't weary just keep moses never made it into the promise i know abraham never saw the fullness of his covenant come to pass uh, my son, it, going back to Animal Crossing, Red, the art dealer, came to his island and he just bought the painting Starry Night the other day. Van Gogh never saw his artwork revered as brilliant and priceless. And he never heard the so, accolades, at least from one side. What? He never heard the accolades, at least from one side. Huh? <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. <laughs> no, I, yeah. <laughs> There's there's so many things, and I think that eternity is eternity alone is going to reveal the fullness of what God can birth from even the simplest act of obedience. We we just don't see the big picture, and yeah. God absolutely does. Every single one of us have a vital part to play in the symphony uh, that God is conducting, and I, I just encourage you to do it and do not give up. Do not give up. Don't quit. Never give up. Never surrender. By grab Thar's hammer. I will be avenged. Yeah. And and that's why I wanted you here, Tony, so you can encourage folk. And you can encourage me. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, if, if you run through, like, Hebrews 11. Like, so many of those people, like, never saw anything come to fruition. Yet just, they kept going and was credited to them as faithfulness and righteousness. And yep. so, I would hate to get to the end of my life and be like, oh, man. Like, I gave up. And I just sort of packed it all in. Um, and, you know, I... It's kind of like the the William Wallace speech. It's like, yeah, you can pack it all in. You can go home and, you know, live the rest of your kind of comfortable whatever life. But for this one but one day, for, don't yeah. you want to be able to tell your grandkids that you got in the car? Yeah. Oh, wait, I just went from William Wallace to Shia LaBeouf and Transformers. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so ashamed who's of myself. Gonna, who's going to take you home tonight? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I, like, I hope, like, I, I sincerely hope that this is encouraging for you guys out there listening. Because um, I know, like, it's just... Like, like I said, especially with school starting, like, like it's like just the general sense of life out here is that people are just weary and there's no, yep. there's no end in sight. Like for, for our schools to even consider going back to even kind of like a hybrid learning style, our County has to be off the County watch list for like two weeks straight. And like our reported cases just keep going up. Thankfully hospitalizations are going down, which is awesome for us, but 
you know, I think I just read that California just passed 600,000 positive cases. We're the first state in the union to do it. Yay! Congratulations! Yay! Uh, so it's just, it's just a challenge. But I, I need to, uh, in, in the context of this verse, I needed to look and see how many we had in Florida. 463, so we're right behind you. Yeah, good job. And you guys... Uh, again, going, going back to Galatians 6, you know, like, we don't have to compare each other. You know, this, is, <laughs> this whole thing starts, you know, test your own actions, you know, without comparing to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> test your own coronavirus, not ours. Yeah. You guys, hey, you guys are way more populous than we are, so I feel like that, that pushes us Yeah, percentage-wise, you're probably ahead of us. And you get yeah, right, Florida baby. gets way more of a bad rap because of just in general because of Florida's, you know. So here's what I don't understand. Like I, I took five coronavirus tests, and four of them were positive. So do all those and, count? That's what I'm trying to say. Like they didn't like take my my driver's license or my social security number or something like that for those things. How do they know that I'm only one person and not four different people? They don't. Maybe it's time. To, maybe it's time to start politicizing the. Maybe whole you shouldn't wear your thing. mask, Tony. That's what I'm saying. Just start I feel coughing like... on people. <sighs> then <coughs> we'll continue to have to find ways not to be weary. Dude, do you have you ever had to cough in public and then you become super paranoid? Oh, absolutely. Like every time. Or the worst is like, <laughs> like you heard my voice. Like two weeks ago, I lost my voice, right? Yeah. And, or a week ago. And so I wake up on Thursday morning. I've lost my voice and I've got a sore throat I'm like oh no this is it i've got it. like any like little sniffle or snot you're like oh no i got the rona it's over with <sighs> it's terrible let's start dividing up his stuff right now so in the midst of that be encouraged mm-hmm. have hope <laughs> press on yes do not weary do not become weary in doing good philippians 3 press on towards the goal to which jesus christ called us heavenward and the thing is like we don't press on right like like God doesn't just tell us, hey, don't be weary in doing good, but I will also encourage you so that you're not weary. It's like he sets the expectation that helps us meet the expectation, which is what I always love about God. It's that his spirit encourages us and actually enables us not to be weary. His spirit's the one that enables us to get up in the morning and go do the thing to which we've been called. Which is comforting. And gives keep me on hope. keep on with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. That's Michael Jackson. You know, he said it first. Nah, the Galatians came out way before uh, Off the Wall. Like, way, way before. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I heard the Michael Jackson song before I read Galatians, so it was first for me. That's probably accurate for for most of us. (laughs) All right, that is it for today's episode of the Christian Nerd of God cast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Tony, where can people find you on the internet? Well, thanks for asking, Scott. You can find me at It's Me, Tony T on Twitter. If you want to check out the Nerd of Godcast, you can check it out at Nerd of Godcast across all the social media platforms, nerdofgodcast.com, and we're available on iTunes, Spotify, or basically anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. Also, if you're on Facebook, swing by our Facebook small group. That's the Nerd of God Squad. Send us a request, and we'll let you in. We are definitely an indiscriminate group. Yes. Scott, where can people find you? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Higa or at Christian underscore nerd. Uh, you can just go to ChristianNerd.com. All your Christian nerd needs can be met there. And we don't have a Facebook group, but we do have the Octagon, which is a Slack group with fewer memes and uh, that's basically just fewer memes is kind of what it is. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to add to that, you can shoot me an email, Scott at the ChristianNerd.com. And I'd be happy to add you to that. I'm even more indiscriminate. <laughs> that's true yeah it's true like i get spam emails at that account I'm like yeah you can be in and it's totally fine 
Come on. We got three Nigerian princes <laughs> in our group. It's so crazy. What in the world? Every time, every time you log into the Octagon, someone's asking you for an iTunes gift card. That is accurate. Yeah. Somebody did that. Like somebody fell, like not fell for it, but like, like they they set up some email account. It looked like it was coming from our senior pastor, and so one of our admins went out and bought like fifty dollars worth of gift cards and was ready to send it to him. And she's like, "Wait a oh, second, goodness. I don't think this sounds right." Yep, <sighs> crazy. I should just send one We've... of those out so I could get iTunes gift cards because then I could right like buy movies be great there's a lot of very generous and compliant people out there i mean exploit all you need to speaking of which you can find both of our shows on patreon.com that's right <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> slash the christian nerd or slash nerd of god cast that's right well scott scott are you doing something special today why are you wearing a tuxedo uh it's after six what am i farmer there's <laughs> <laughs> a bump set and spike there i'm sorry that's uh, all right hey tony uh, hey, Scotty. How do, we, how do we end this thing? I totally forgot. Goodbye, Scott. Oh, that's right. Goodbye, Tony. <laughs> Goodbye, Internet, and never follow a hippie to a second location. <laughs>